Welcome to Fresh Catholic, a podcast for those who are converting, reverting, or simply want a fresh perspective of the Catholic faith to help them to open their hearts and minds to become closer to the love and goodness of Christ. My daily prayer is that I will be a bright light to others, to be filled with the love and light of Christ, so that when people look at me, they see Him radiating out from me for His glory. Hello and welcome. I'm Lori Balderas, and I'm so happy you're here. So here we are in Lent. How's it going so far? (laughs) Did you make a Lenten plan? I hope so. If not, it's not too late. The last episode was on the overall view of Lent. If you haven't heard that episode yet, please go back and have a listen. I will be here when you're ready. So just a reminder, Lent is a time for us to change our lives and grow in holiness, to refine, improve, amend, and reshape our lives to be more centered on Christ. The three pillars of Lent are prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Today, I will spend time talking about prayer, and next week will be on fasting and almsgiving. Lots of people in all walks of life pray, and all religions pray. Prayer is so powerful. Even people who say they don't believe in God sometimes pray, especially when they're desperate. I find that really interesting. I know a lot of people that have no interest in God, but if something traumatic happens, they pray. So somewhere down deep, they must know it has some special power. The different types of prayer are worship prayer, which is praising God for who he is, like, you are so good, God. There's also a prayer of thanksgiving, which is praising him for what he has done. Thank you, Lord. There's a prayer of faith, conceding that God's will be done. You know best, Lord. The prayer of intercession, which is praying for others on their behalf. Please help and heal, Lord. Corporate prayer. Praying in a group, like the Our Father at Mass. There's a prayer of consecration, which is when the priest turns the bread and wine into the body and blood of Christ. There's a prayer of the Holy Spirit, when we don't know how to express our needs. I always pray to the Holy Spirit before I do my readings as a lector in the church. I do a silent prayer to the Holy Spirit, and I do a silent prayer to the Holy Spirit before my podcast. I ask for the Holy Spirit to help me to be calm and clear so people can understand what I'm trying to say to draw people closer to Christ. In the Catholic faith, the Mass is our most important prayer. Celebrating it is the source and summit of our Christian life. It helps us to honor and praise God and unite in prayer with fellow believers. It gives us strength to do good things the rest of the week. Of course, I encourage you to go to Mass more than Sunday. Every day would be great. (laughs) I, I have hope in you that you'll start going every day. I think a dose of daily strength would be good for everybody. I thrive on it. So I had to kind of learn how to pray. And I remember when I was little, I guess I would pray and I would just say, thank you, God, for this good day. I don't really have memories of praying when I was a child, but if I did, it was very simple. And then 
I remember when I was a Christian, I would just do the same prayer every night. It was one prayer. This is exactly how I would say it. Thank you, God, for such a good day. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my life. Um, Amen. (laughs) It was very simple. So I kind of had to learn how to pray. And when I did come into the Catholic Church, I remember feeling somewhat overwhelmed by the prayers. There were a lot of prayers. Everybody seemed to know all the prayers. And I was just like, oh my gosh, they really know these prayers. And they're, they've memorized them and they say them all the time. And I was thinking, this is very daunting. Will I be able to do it? And I've come a long way. I think I'm still struggling with some of them, memorizing some of them. I do have my favorites for sure. I definitely used to pray differently than I do today. I just have a deeper understanding of how I want to pray, what I'm praying for, and I just have such a different vision of prayer in relationship to Christ. I also feel like when you're praying, you really truly need to believe in what you're praying for. You have to have a lot of faith. You you can't just like pray for things and go, oh, you know, I don't know if he's actually going to answer these prayers. When I pray, I feel like, oh, he's going to answer them. I mean, I don't know when he's going to answer them. I don't know in what way he's going to answer them, but he is definitely going to answer my prayers in one way or another, in his way, which is the best way. I do love stories of people being really faithful. And one story that I particularly love is when my youngest son, Cody, was a little boy, we used to kind of joke with him and say that he had a direct link to God. Because every time Cody would pray for something, it would come true. And it was kind of this miraculous thing because if he wanted something, he would tell me he prayed for it and then it would come true. And I was like, wow, that's some faith that he has and just he really believed in this. One night I was sitting on the couch watching TV and I love TV. We were having a storm and the lights were flickering and I was like, oh no, no, I don't want the lights to go out. And Cody was like, I do. I love it when the lights go out. I said, no, mommy wants the TV on because I want to watch TV. And he said, but I want the lights to go out. I said, okay, time to go to bed. So he went to bed and I sitting on the couch. A few minutes went by and the lights went out and I yelled out, Cody. And he said, sorry. Because <laughs> he knew he made it come true. Ah. Anyway, I love that story. Just the faith. (laughs) Anyway, you can pray personally in a quiet way or in a group. Both are very powerful. I had a lot of people praying for me after my accident. I was on a prayer chain um, that I found out about. And I feel like just even knowing I was on the prayer chain made me feel really secure that all those people that I didn't even know necessarily were praying for me, and it certainly worked. I think everybody just had the same prayer and mindset, and the Lord listened, and I was saved. So I think that's very powerful. Jesus used to pray with others, but he would also, there's there's many moments in the Bible where he would go off to pray by himself. And so I imagine, I mean, if you can imagine, Jesus was so sought after and he had so many crowds around him and he had such big work to do and he was happy to pray with all those people. But 
you know, he wanted to go off by himself and have time alone with the Father. I think about that a lot, where he would go off in a quiet place and pray. I think there's different ways you can pray. Obviously, you can memorize the prayers, which, like I said, I have some memorized and some I'm working on. There's also an app. I highly recommend the Ladate app. I have it on my phone. It's just a really good overall app for everything Catholic. I do have bookmarks on a bunch of prayers that I do every day. You can go in and choose your own list of prayers. The ones that I do every night before bed are the St. Michael the Archangel intercessory prayer. I do the act of contrition every night because I feel like I have plenty to be sorry for every day, so I do that one. I do the miracle prayer, and I do the prayer against evil, prayer for my enemies, And my new favorite is the marriage prayer by St. Jude. I just really love that new prayer. Um, So those are what I do, but the Laudate app is a really good one for you to get. Um, You can also read your prayers, which is fine to read them out loud or in your head. And obviously you can do them alone or in a group. We'll be right back. Joseph M. Wanted with the Constitutionalist Politics. Tune in for the upcoming episode for May 4. Issue, never the issue, as well as guests Peter Serafin, Rosemary Downer, Don Gallade, Gista the Rapper, Cy Young, Jason Perry, and upcoming Jack Hagar, Andrew Thorpe King, Trent Rock, Ed Temple, Chris Morehouse, and more. Please tune in to Constitutionalist Politics. God bless. I love that Jesus taught us how to pray the Our Father, which is a beautiful prayer, and we say it every time at Mass. I think other religions call it the Lord's Prayer, but we call it the Our Father. Prayers can be short and simple or long and detailed. I do both. (laughs) Sometimes I do a simple prayer where I say, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Or like when I roll over in the middle of the night and I look at my phone to see what time it is and I know I have an extra hour of sleep, I go, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) So very short, but he's hearing me. Or sometimes I have long, detailed prayers where I'm really asking him for a lot of things or I combine prayers of thanksgiving and gratitude and then also intercessions for other people. God listens to all of our prayers. We have to be sincere in our prayers and we have to trust his will, but he definitely hears all of our prayers. So I don't know if anybody's ever seen the movie Bruce Almighty, but there's a scene where God, well, Bruce, who's hearing the prayers, and it's all these voices of all the prayers that are coming in. I imagine that a lot where God is just overwhelmed with our prayers, but he's not. He is definitely hearing everybody's prayers, and he's deciding when he answers them and how. We really need to know that it's God's will, not our will. Even Jesus prayed in the garden the night he was betrayed, and his words were, My Father, if it is possible, Let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. I think that's really important to to know that even Jesus, you know, knew that it was his Father's will, not his. God knows where your heart is. 
you can't fake him out. <laughs> he knows you. You know, you, you could have an exterior way of praying and you think you're saying things a certain way or how you think they should be said, but he knows what your actual thoughts are. There's really no fooling him. So you might as well just pray very sincerely because <laughs> he gets it. God knows exactly what we want and what we need. We really don't even need to ask him in a, in a prayer. We We really don't need to do that, but he likes it when we do that. He likes us to pray and to need him and to ask for things and to be specific. He wants us to lean on him and he wants us to pray that he's the only one that can solve these things or answer these things. That's what he's there for. But we have to truly believe it and know that he's the one that's handling everything in our lives. He wants us to really surrender to him. That's the ultimate thing, honestly. So like I said before, I pray all the time. I just, um, I feel like I'm constantly praying. I think I wonder sometimes if he's sick of hearing from me, like, okay, Lori, I hear you. Um, but I don't think so. If I do feel like I'm bugging God, I have to remember that St. Monica incessantly prayed about her son and she just kept praying and and her prayers came true. I mean, he not only came into the Catholic Church, but he became one of our great saints. So consistent prayer works. What prayers do I pray? I pray to St. Michael the Archangel every day. He's one of my favorite saints, and I pray to him. I pray every day the act of contrition, even if I'm not going to confession. I still pray it just because I feel that that's important to pray at the end of the day. There's always going to be something I was sorry for in the day, so I just feel like I want to pray that every day as well as when I go to confession. I also pray the mercy prayer, and I pray the prayer for my enemies. I pray an intercession from St. Jude in my marriage. When I pray to the saints or when any of us um, in the Catholic faith pray to saints, there's a misconception that we are worshiping the saints and we are worshiping Mary, and that's just not true. We ask for them to intercede for us, kind of like when you ask somebody to pray for you. Let's say you go to your mother and you say, could you please pray for me? That's what you're doing when you're asking for the intercession of the Blessed Mother and the saints. You're basically asking them to pray for you. And because they're already in heaven, they have a stronger link to the Lord than we do here on earth. So they're like kind of people you go to to ask for extra rich prayers. That's how I look at it. But we do not worship them. That's a misconception. I pray to the saints and to our Blessed Mother for their intercessions in my life and in my prayers. I pray to them every morning. Specifically, the saints I ask for intercession from are the Blessed Mother, St. Jude, St. Joseph, St. Michael the Archangel, St. Monica, St. Rita, and St. Mother Teresa. I have a specific reason for each one. St. Michael is because he's a warrior and he is combating Satan. And I feel like I have a lot of evil things happening to me. And so I pray to him to help me protect me from Satan. I pray to St. Jude because he's for lost causes. And I think he's an important saint just because it gives me hope. 
I pray to St. Joseph because he's the saint for workers, and I'm always praying for work because we need money. I pray to St. Rita. She is the saint of marriages, and I think that our marriage can become stronger because she's interceding in that part. I pray to St. Mother Teresa because she is a saint of being humble. Just she's a giving saint and she has a huge heart. And then I pray to St. Monica because she is also very dedicated with her child. And so that's important to me with my children. And the Blessed Mother, of course, because to me, she has a direct line to Jesus. So I always say, please pray to your son, our Lord Jesus, because I know he will listen to you. Where do I pray? Well, I pray in bed. I pray in the bathroom when I'm getting ready in the morning. I pray when I'm driving. I pray when I'm in church. I pray on my walk. There are different ways and places you can pray. Of course, you can go to church. That's a great place to go to, especially the Catholic Church. I really like it because it's really quiet in there, and there's so many icons and artwork and things that you can focus on, and it's like a beautiful way to really focus when you're praying. You can pray alone, like I say, where I pray in my house or on my walk. I like that where, you know, I can be out in nature and I'm praying, and I'll even see like a bird or a rabbit or something, and I even just say, oh, thank you, God, for sending me that sign. That's so nice. Um, I like that. You could also, you know, be involved in a prayer group or a Bible study. That's a good way to pray also. A lot of people really enjoy that, so that's a way you can pray. You can also pray the rosary. The prayer of the rosary is especially pleasing to Our Lady, the Blessed Mother, because it brings us closer to Jesus. So you pray in a specific way when you do the rosary. There's rosary beads. It looks like a necklace, but it's not a necklace, actually. You're not supposed to wear the rosary around your neck. That's not respectful and reverent. It's supposed to be held and prayed with. There's a bead for each prayer. I like to pinch each bead so that I know that I'm on that bead and then I move to the next bead. Otherwise, you'd be going, oh my gosh, which one am I on? So you will start with the Our Father. There's a bead for the Our Father. And then you will pray three Hail Marys. And then you pray the Our Father again. And then you start each decade. So you'll do the first decade and you pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. So you do that ten times. That's the first decade. And then you pray the Our Father again. And then you do the second decade, and you do the ten Hail Marys. And you do that same pattern until you end with the fifth decade. It's really beautiful, and I have a few rosary beads. I have one that a man brought me back from Italy. He's a little man that's on my walk, and he brought that as a gift. I thought that was really kind of him. I have my grandmother's two rosary beads from when she was a little girl and one when she was an old lady, which is really extra beautiful. It's black, and I just love it. It's such a treasure to me. 
And I imagine her with her chubby little Italian lady fingers doing her rosary. So that's something that really connects me to her. So there's different types. There's, like I say, there's one that looks like a necklace. There's one that I have that's like a, on my keychain. And it's instead of all the decades, it's one decade. There's also a bracelet you can wear and it has 10 knots, which is one decade. When I pray the rosary every morning, one of the things I do is I dedicate each day to a different grandchild because I have seven grandchildren, so it works out perfect (laughs) for me. But I do a prayer and I just say, I dedicate this rosary to my grandchild and I say their name and I say that they will be loving and kind, safe, happy and healthy, strong and brave, and that they will be protected from evil and Satan and that they will be making good choices and decisions that will lead them to Christ. There's another way to pray called adoration. So there's a thing called a monstrance And it's a big, beautiful gold statue, but you put the host inside. I'm going to get all these terms wrong, and this is why I'm not claiming to be a theologian, but bear with me on this. So you put the host inside, and it's very reverent, and it goes up on the altar, and then everybody knows that that's Christ in the monstrance, and this is where we pray. It's very quiet. It's very serious. I think it's a beautiful thing. We usually have it on Friday, and it's just an extra time to really have like an hour alone with Christ. You know, everybody's in the church together, but you're kind of in your own zone with with Christ, and so it's just extra reverent. During adoration or in prayer in general, you know, we do a lot of asking for things or showing gratitude But also, you know, you can just sit and be quiet and hear what God is trying to tell you. And, you know, we live in such a noisy world that sometimes it's nice to just sit quietly and adore the Blessed Sacrament. Or even if you're praying, just sit quietly and see what God needs to tell you. We also have adoration in our chapel. And I think many churches do this. But the interesting thing is the Blessed Sacrament cannot be alone. There has to be somebody there watching it the entire time. So people take shifts of an hour, at least an hour, so that, you know, no ill will comes upon the Blessed Sacrament. When I go to adoration, when I'm sitting there praying and looking at the monstrance, I envision Jesus actually sitting on the altar, and he's just sitting there looking at me And I just imagine that I'm like looking at him in his eyes. It's hard for me not to cry because every time I think about him, I want to cry. But that's what I envision. And I know other people have said when they look at the monstrance, they think it's like his eye looking at them because it's round and it's right in the center of the monstrance. Also, the monstrance we have actually looks like the crucifix, um, but it's just a golden cross, and then in the center is the host. So it's a really beautiful thing. I don't do it often enough. I I need to get into doing it more because I do think it's really important. 
So I hope this episode has helped you to understand a little bit more about what prayer is, where you can do it, who you can do it with, um, the importance of it, the power of it. Um, I encourage you to pray more and encourage others to pray and teach your children to pray. Um, You know, when I was little, I didn't really know who I was praying to or why or how to do it. And, you know, I very clumsily taught my children how to pray, even though, like I said, Cody was quite the prayer warrior. But um, other than that, you know, I wish I would have taught them a little bit more about how to pray. Um, Anyway, please follow me on social media at Fresh Catholic and Facebook Fresh Catholic. Um, Please Listen to my podcasts, share them with your friends. If you have any events you would like me to come speak at, I would love to do that. So thank you for listening. And next week, I will talk to you about fasting and almsgiving. Have a blessed day. Thank you for joining me today. Now go out and be a bright light in someone's life. And remember, be focused, be faithful, and be fresh. Fresh Catholic is recorded at Wonder Mouse Studios at the Castle at Pierpont in Ventura, California. My producer and engineer is Sarah Espel, and she could be yours too. Our podcast studio is available for rent. You can reach us at wondermouse.us or freshcatholic.com.